You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have a very special guest this week. A little bit about this person. Well, she's going to give us tips on how to make sure that our students get the most out of, at, at their, out, out of our courses. She's, she helps people repackage their zone of genius and stand out from the crowd with a, with a unique framework-based course and digital products. So without further ado, let me introduce the number one learning designer that I know all the way from the Netherlands, the one and only Ms. Mariana Pena. Mariana, how are you? Hi, Jono. Thank you uh, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I don't really get a lot of opportunities to gig on frameworks and course creation on podcasts. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk to your community. Yes, no, I'm super excited as well. We're, we're happy to have you. And I'm a huge geek in terms of online courses myself. So I'm happy to, to geek out with you. So um, hey, before we get into the tips, Mariana, I've obviously been following you for a while now, but maybe some people watching this, listening this, maybe they haven't. What can you tell us in a minute or two? What is it you actually do? That's a very good question. What is it that a learning designer does? Um, so it's a cross between an instructional designer and someone that understands um, online business. That means that when I work with clients, I basically help them figure out where do they shine the most? What is their zone of genius? Because most of us, we tend to focus on what we're good at doing instead of what we really are great and love doing. So we come up with our own framework and we use that framework to create the content for everything that they do. Whether that is a group program, an online course, the learning journey inside of a membership, um, but it's also about how do you deliver VIP days or intensives? Um, how do you work one-on-one -on -one with clients? Because I help them be super structured and sure of how to repackage what they know and love doing into something that they can sell. Yes. Wow. Love it. Okay. Now, sounds impressive. There's been a lot of people watching this that are like, I didn't understand a word she just said. So could you do us a favor, Mariana? Could you break that down maybe in an example? Maybe we do a role yes. play. You, you can, I can pretend to be a student. I can be a student. Or you can tell us a story on you know, a student that, that you helped go through that process. What, what can you tell us there? Yes. Yeah, so for example, um, sometimes, most of the times, um, we are experts at something. Half of the time, we know that we're experts at something. But half of the time, we are just so good at it that we uh, assume that other people know this mm -hmm. and know how to get there and know how to do this, right? So, for example, let's say that you are great at sales. <laughs> you've, been in your, you've been in sales your entire life, right? Uh, perhaps in a nine-to-five job. And it comes to a point where you're like, listen, I always get the same questions from my customers or clients. And I am always tweaking the information in the exact same way because I know I can anticipate their needs and their, um, their questions, right? Um, because you've been in that game for so long. Well, 
you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to quit your nine to five. That's fine if you love it, but you could make some income on the side because you have become an expert. You know exactly how to deal with a particular type of customer solving their needs in a particular way. You have created your own shortcuts that are just exclusively owned by you. Nobody else does it the way you do. That's why you're great at it, right? That's why they choose to work with you and not someone else. So what I do is I come in and I, I sit with you and we talk about it. Um, you tell me your process. And while you're doing that, my brain is going like, okay, we can structure this in this way. This is the starting point of the journey. You're going to explain people this first and then this so that you can develop those skills that you have after so many years, years in the game that you can effectively develop those skills in your students or your course participants. Mm. Because again, you're so good at it that you may forget, oh, I didn't know this in the beginning. I didn't used to do this in the beginning. Um, I'm there to tell you, well, <laughs> there's a journey to get there. Um, let's help your students get there too, but faster. Yes. So we together, we translate everything that you know right now, all the shortcuts, all the skills that you have developed into, a, um, I call it a learning journey, but it's just basically a one, two, three, a step by step, by step that people that want to get to the point where you are at now can follow and then have their own thing too. Because we are all, if we are creating courses, it's because we have, we have something to teach, right? Like we have something to tell the world, like, listen, I can help you with this. So I just make sure that you're actually helping them and not just saying it, not just creating PDFs, um, <laughs> you know, and not just packing everything for content sakes, but you actually develop skills, which is what people need and want. Yes. Wow. Love it. Okay. I can't wait to dive into a little bit of that. Just before I do, I had a, a, a idea come up in my mind. Let me know if you're cool with this. When you said that, yeah. I was like, you know what? It could be cool even if we get like a live role play because we might have some people watching this live. Would you yeah. be happy if, we, if, we, if someone jumps on and you can ask them a few questions and give a bit of an example of the process? Would that be cool yes. with you? Yes, awesome. absolutely. That's all right. Cool. So this is only going to be an opportunity for anyone watching live. Okay, so if you're watching live and you want the opportunity for a learning designer to have a look at your have a look at your course, your idea, and give you some tips on how to make it better, just type learning down below in the comment section. Okay, we'll give everyone a, a maybe a minute there, Mariana. But if you're watching yes. it live and you want Mariana to do like a live Tony Robbins intervention type, um, type <laughs> there, just comment. Um, what do I mean? Say comment learning down there below. We'll give it a, a minute down there. Just while we're waiting for people to comment there, Mariana, maybe yes. we even just start a, a, a conversation and, and see where it goes. So what yeah. would you say is the number one mistake that a course creator makes? And, and while Mariana's waiting for that, um, if you're interested in coming on live, just comment learning down below. I'll check the Facebook um, uh, group now. But what would you say is the number one mistake, Mariana? The number one mistake is creating a course that is too general, mm. right? Because again, we want to help people. That's the bottom line. Um, we have something to share, share and we believe that we want to help people and we can. And then we go into this rabbit hole thinking the more I give, the better. Mm. 
Well, that's not actually true. So the number one uh, challenge that I face when working with clients is to help them understand that your course should not appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. number one. It should not cover every single thing that you've learned since you were born up until today. It shouldn't. And number three, it should be a very um, well-defined course outlined based on your outcome. So before you start creating anything, you need to be super clear in a very specific outcome that you want to bring to the people. If you have that, then you're good to go. Because when you're clear on your outcome, then it's super easy to decide, okay, I can include this or I don't need to include that because it distracts instead of adding to the learning outcome. So that's what I see often. Um, and that's what it's a little bit difficult to get rid of that idea because we see all these, you know, bundles and super packed courses with all these PDFs and whatnot, video testimonial and extra trainings. And that's, that's okay. But if it doesn't align with your outcome, then you're not doing any favors to your audience. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yes, love that. Okay, let me piggyback off of that and give you um, uh, my take on that. So, yeah, love that in many different ways. I, I like the length one. I think the length is, is a good one there on a few different ways. So me, I'm a shorter the better guy, right? And in a few different ways. My background is in fitness, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you said to someone, hey, you know, you want to lose 10 kilos, great. Here's one program. It's going to take you a year to do it. Here's one program. It's going to take you 12 weeks to do it. Which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick the 12-week <laughs> one, right? And it's the same thing with an online course as well, you know, whatever it is. And I'll even give an example, right? I'm doing an online, um, a student in an online course at the moment, right? On essentially how to um, grow my YouTube channel. And look, good course. It's great. There's a whole heap in there, but probably too much for me. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to watch this. How can I fast forward? Oh, now I need to get this PDF. And I'm like, isn't there just like a, a checklist, you know, where it's like, hey, Here's the 10 things you got to do. Do this, watch this video. Do this, watch this video. Do this, watch this video. Like that's the the type that that I I like to learn quite well. And I think a lot of people do as well. And sometimes when you you put a course together and you just want to throw this video and this video and this and this and this, then it's just like, even though it's more information, it's not necessarily better because you may overwhelm the person. They're not going to do it, you know, and it may even be a two-part course right? It may even be, let's just use YouTube as an example. Might be yeah. like, hey, you know, here's course number one on how to set up your channel. You know, we're not going to teach you how to do the videos or anything, but it's just, you know, you're going to set up your channel, make sure you've done your research, you know what videos you want to do, how to do your cover photo, all that sort of stuff there. That's part one, right? And then, hey, there's a part two course 
where we just show you the video side of things, right? Just how to create the video, the microphone, the lighting, yada, yada, yada. That to me would probably be a better experience because it's like, okay, you know, one of these things, well, or part one is great. How do I grow my channel and get more followers, whatever? Number two is, okay, how do I create better videos? You know, there are almost two different outcomes there. And look, you can't have it in, in the one course. It can be done and it's the ultimate course. But is the ultimate the best? You know, maybe, maybe not. So it's a, another way to, to look at it. So I love that there. And I love how you've said the specific person, specific problem. Now, that's yeah. a good question all round in, in business, right? Let me think of the way I, I look at this. I'd probably say, um, there's, a, there's a good quote, you know, if you try and help everyone, you end up helping no one, right? Or if you try and speak to everyone, you end up speaking to no one. And you see this a lot in the, the fitness world as well, right? If you're trying to yeah. create a program that, you know, helps everyone, you know, hey, do this program, doesn't mean if you're old, if you're young, if you're, you know, fit, if you're not fit, it can't be the best program for all of them, right? Exactly. It, it might be exactly. okay, but the person that's going to win is, hey, you're an older person, you can't do half the exercise this person's giving you, right? This is the best program for you, you know? Hey, you're a young person, you can deal with a bit more pressure, you know? Hey, here's yes. the, the program for you, you know? Instead of one that sort of helps everyone. So I, I love that there, so good tips. So let me think of where to go from here. All right, cool. So let's say we've got that. We're like, all right, right. You know, I know I've got a clear outcome. You know, I want my course mm -hmm. to, you know, help this person do this. That's yes. what it is. I've got that. What's the next step? Let's say someone doesn't have a course or they've got mm -hmm. a rough idea on course. What's the next step for them? What do they do? They've got an idea. Yeah, I help, you know, people lose weight or whatever it is. What's the, how do we go from that to a course? Great question. Great question. So, of course, everybody has different methods, right? If you talk to a different um, colleague learning designer, they might point you in a different direction. The way I do it and the way I see it working for um, not only my clients, but uh, people that I share this with is when, once you're clear on this is the outcome and this is the person that I want to help, kudos to you because that's super hard to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you're on the right track already. Um, the next thing that I do is create a framework. Now, a framework is, is the basic structure where we, um, we create, think of it about it as a container that is divided inside with all the bits and pieces of your expertise, okay? Because ultimately you need your expertise, which is a combination of your knowledge and your skills and um, who you are and why do you do things, you want that combination to be the one leading um, the way when you structure your course. So you're clear on your outcome, you're clear on the pe person that you want to help, great. Next step, create your framework. The framework is, you can think about it like this. In your mind, you can run through the entire process that you follow with someone. I'm gonna go back to the example of the seller uh, this person that has been on sales for his entire life, I want you to think what happens from the moment somebody comes to you to the very end of your process. And you can write it down step by step. Do not miss a step, okay? So make a list step by step. Let's say first they see my post on Facebook or they uh, run a search on Google. 
Uh, and then my business comes up, uh, they schedule a call, we jump on the call, what do you talk about? Okay, what do you, not only we jump on the call, but what do you talk about during the call? How do you lead the conversation in order to get um, the trust so that they can come to you and work with you? That's very important because that's part of your expertise. So maybe, then maybe, you keep on- interrupt. Maybe even how do you, um, what's your voice intonation? You know, yes, could be everything. every little thing in there that, as you mentioned earlier, someone might take for granted, you know, and it's yes. not always like, oh, people know you need to smile when you answer the phone. Maybe someone doesn't know that. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe someone thinks, oh, as soon as somebody else comes into a call with me, I should explain everything I do mm -hmm. right off the bat. And you know, that's not how you do it. And you know that because that's not how you do it, you get more successful rates. So write that down. That's very important. That's part of who you are. That's part of how do you approach uh, your own process. Um, and that's, that's super valuable for everyone else, right? So you, let's say that you take your time, you have your list now from the very first point of contact till the end of the process. Um, now that list, the second step to do with that list is find in that list the crucial moments where you either show your skills or create shortcuts to solve problems. So show your skills. The thing that you mentioned, I am very approachable. I smile. I shut up and listen to them first. That's part of your expertise. So you're going to put a little bit note there. This is important or show the shortcuts that you create for them. So when you're in the process of working with them, instead of pointing them to, you know what, you need to read these 20 PDFs, you instead say, here's the five steps that really matter. You oh. came up with those five steps, those five steps are gold. Mm -hmm. So you mark those five steps. I can guarantee you that even if you wrote down a list of 45 steps, that you follow with a client, when you are narrowing down, you're not gonna have more than 10 that are actually representing you and how do you conduct your business. And from those 10 steps, then we create the framework, right? Because that framework is about you, your expertise and the shortcuts that you create for your clients. And that framework could be those 10 steps or it could be that you find ah, some patterns. So instead of actually 10 steps, there are six or five. And then you can get creative. Those six or five, you can come up with names for it. You can find words that um, either form a concept or begin with the same letter. I mean, it's up to you. Mm. But the point here is that you, you become memorable with that framework. Mm. So that again, for the business person, Becoming memorable, memorable means that clients can refer you easily. Um, and then they're gonna say, you know, you need to go with him because he helped me doing this, 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 this. And they repeat your process and then you get more clients. So when you have that framework, then you can create your course. And that course can either cover your entire framework, but I would suggest to section those pieces and then create a journey. We can start here and you address the first step in your framework. 
you create something and then you guide them with you because you don't want to overwhelm them, right? Because I don't know if, if, if everybody is aware of this, but <laughs> as auto learners, we can retain um, our focus and attention, meaning we can follow instructions uh, effectively only for about 10 to 17 minutes, which is appalling, but true. And we need to keep that in mind. So when you are designing your course based on your framework, just remember that. Don't overwhelm people. Take it step by step. And that doesn't make it less effective. On the contrary. Yes, love that. Wow, so many good points there. I love, I love the framework because I've had a lot of guests on here. No one's really spoken about the framework like that, Mariana. So I love how you've, um, you've broken that down. I'll piggyback off, off that as well. What I like about a framework is you get known for it, right? It's yes. not just like, hey, go and do you know, um, Mariana's sales course, for example, right? It's, hey, you know, I did Mariana's sales course and I learned the paystar formula, you know, yes. the problem, the amplification, the story, you know, that, that's yeah. a good copywriting formula actually that I learned from Ray Edwards, a good copywriter, yeah. right? Now, that's stuck in my mind forever. I know Ray Edwards, I know paystar, right? If I'm ever going to go and write some, some copy, I know that I've got Pastor in my head. I can write yes. it there, right? Because he's frameworked it uh, like that. I can't think of any good ones off, off the top of my head. What else is? Well, even another one, right? That works quite well where it's, you know, P-A-S-T-O-R. Um, but even I did a sales uh, mastermind once. And the, the objection handling system the person used was Armor of God, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a framework. It was like, all right, you know, the first thing you do is you... Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a letter type thing, right? He just called it the, the armor of God. And it was, yeah. okay, you know, the first thing you do is you agree, you know, the next thing you do is you respond. And he had a, a, a framework like that. And both those things that you mentioned where it's memorable, you know, I know it, he's the, the armor of God person. And mm -hmm. it's a, a specific framework. You know, if I'm ever on a call, I can have it out in front of me here and be like, all right, right. What's the first thing? It's agree, right? What's mm -hmm. the first thing? It's, you know, he, he, so it's like, and that's actually, yeah, and I guess it goes back to the start again, where the, that's almost a sign of a good course. I shouldn't say a good course, but um, an effective course. If yes. you can almost put, fit it on a one-page PDF, you know, obviously you may need to, you know, like if it's just got P problem on there, okay, you need to watch a video that explains the problem, right? But then mm -hmm. once you've watched that video, you know, you can essentially have it on a one-page and someone can go through your framework and, and your whole course is on one page there. I think that's a good sign of a good course. What, what's your take on that, Mariana? Yes, I agree. Um, because learning is about making things easy and simple for our brains. Mm. The more we complicate things, the, the more pressure we put on the cognitive side of our brain um, into trying to figure out what to do with this. So you don't want that. You don't want to overwhelm your students. You don't want to overwhelm your audience. You want to paint a very clear, easy picture to follow. And, and remember that we are wired to do this since the moment we are born. Like we follow structures. We actually discover the world based on structures. Uh, okay, so that's fire. When you're a baby, like that's fire. That, I don't know what that is. Let me go. Oh, that's dangerous. I'm not going to do that again. So parents understand that and, and then they jump in ahead and say, 
Don't do that because this happens. That's the same when we're autos. Like when you're leading a course, you want to create those shortcuts. Don't do this because this is going to happen. Um, I mean, power to you if you want. I'm just telling you, based on my expertise, <laughs> you're going to run into this problem. So let's just go through this shortcut. Um, and yes, having a framework, I think, makes everything just smoother. Because all of a sudden, you know how to structure your, your courses. Like I said, you can go in with the ultimate whatever and cover your entire framework. I don't advise that ever, but you can. Um, but you also have the copy in your mind for your sales page. You immediately know how to create your lead magnet because the lead magnet talks about the main steps of the framework without diving into how to get there. Um, you have everything. You have all the clarity that you need when you have your framework. Yes. Yes. Love that. And I love how you've mentioned the, the simple side. You know, there's one of my favorite quotes is, um, if you can't explain something simply, you don't know it well enough. And I think that's an Albert Einstein quote, you know, well, there's, you know, if you can't explain it to, to an idiot, you know, all the best teachers are the ones that can explain it to, to an idiot, you know? And I agree with that because I, uh, I'm the idiot usually, you know? So you can be the <laughs> smartest person in the world, but if you can't explain that to me, there's, but there's another one, another person who may not be as smart as you, but they can, or they, um, they can explain it better to me. Hey, they're the better teacher. That's the course I'm going to do. So I, I love that. Yes. Um, yes. And, and sorry, just to add a little bit there. Um, Creating a course is also one of the best things that we can do um, as experts in our fields to become better oh, at yeah. what we do. Because when you embark on teaching someone, you will come across this. Somebody asked me these questions and I couldn't answer. I couldn't answer immediately or I couldn't explain it well enough so that they understood, understood what I was um, uh, trying to convey. And then you realize, uh, I still need to work on my own stuff. So even if you don't, even if you don't consider creating an online course just to create it and, and have some passive income from it, do consider it as a way to perfect your skills mm. and to improve your expertise because I can guarantee you that teaching is no joke. <laughs> mm. And once you, 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 you put yourself and what you think you know in front of people, you realize, oh, maybe I am, I am the best at it or I need to work on this more. And both are fine. Mm. Both are fine. Um, but it's a very interesting experience. Yes. And I'll piggyback off that. I think the only way to uh, test yourself anyway, right, is to put it out there to other people. And yes. yeah, I I know you said either way is fine. Either yes, I am the best or okay, I need to improve a little bit. I think there's always room for improvement, right? It may just yes. be, you know, one, one little bit where you didn't think of that way. So I think that's important. Um, one more question I've got for you, Mariana, is around, yes. um, let's say information versus mm -hmm. action or information mm -hmm. versus transformation. So there's a lot of, um, you know, things going on in the online course world where it's like, hey, information is not enough. You know, if you just give someone information, you know, that's only so valuable. We need to make sure these people action that information so they actually get the result. Have you got any tips for us there on how we can actually make sure that, I guess, our students firstly actually do the course, 
but then also actually action what we've told them to do in the course. Yes, this is a very good point. And I'm very happy that you mentioned this because I see it too all the time. And the first thing that I say is your, your course is not about the content. It's not about the information. They can buy books for that. They can Google that for free. They can Google that yeah. for free, right? Um, so that's not why they are coming to you. So a very simple approach for this is um, when you are coming up with your modules, for example, or your live lessons or however it is that you decide to structure your, your journey for your clients is everybody needs a little bit of context, right? So instead of saying information, I talk about context because the context is going to give them enough uh, input so that they know, ah, this is why they are inviting me to take this action step. So the main goal is to take the action step, but there, are a cert there is a certain profile of learners that they don't care about the context. They, ju they just go for the action step, that's fine. But let's, <laughs> I know, I can't imagine. I am a person that needs context, right? And so we have four different types of profiles. So that, that's one of it. You just jump into it and then you assess, oh, it worked or it didn't, that's fine. I am the other one, so I need context. So instead of giving them information, um, organize it like that. This is the action step. Let me explain to you. Let me give you a little bit of context where, why that is important. So every, everything that you create, give the context and then the action step. And then when you um, jump into the next part, so next lesson, next live round, whatever, do a little bit, a little, uh, little debriefing of how did that go? What, what can we learn of the result of that action step? So that debrie debriefing becomes the context for the next action step. And it's just a chain, right? It's just a chain. Yes, love that. So, yeah, we're almost selling. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a few ways to look at it. It's like, all right, you know, uh, but even myself, even though I do just say, if you just say, hey, give me a checklist, do these things here, I do want to know a little bit why, right? You can't just say, hey, you know, <laughs> make this your name of your Facebook group, you know? Please tell me why. Hey, the reason we're doing it is because of bang, 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 all right? So go and do that thing because if you want bang, 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 you go and do it, you know? So yes. yeah, I love the way you've looked at that. And it's almost the way I look at it is because uh, I do think the action task or the action is the most important bit, obviously, because that's the, the sort of profile that I am, right? So I almost look at it when I'm creating a course, okay, how can I sell this person on taking that action task, all right? That's mm -hmm. almost what I'm doing. It's like, okay, for this person to get the result, you know, for this person to get better at sales, they need to, you know, whatever, call 10 people every single day. Okay. So mm -hmm. the action task is, you know, they need to call 10 people every day. So what am I going to put in this module to convince this person that they need to call 10 people every single day? So it's not just like, cool, let's throw out a whole heap of information there. It's cool. Here's the action task. How can we, you know, give them context about why they should be doing this action task? Um, or how can we sell them on the action task? So I love that you, you brought that there. Now, uh, Mariana, this is a question I ask every single guest I have on this show. Being an mm -hmm. online course um, show and you being a learning designer, there's obviously plenty of different options for people out there. Right? There's Teachable, Thinkific, Newsinla, Kajabi, LearnDash, um, you know, Member Vault. You know, there's so many <laughs> yes. of them out there. Do you have a favorite 
that you use yourself or that you recommend other people use? What can you tell us there? This is a very good question. And, and I think it's almost in everyone's mind. Um, I would say that there is no perfect tool mm. because it's just that it's a tool. Mm. You make what you want with them. Um, so it comes down to where you are at in your journey as an um, course creator. Are you starting out? You want to be making money before you're investing big, I would say. <laughs> um, so you can start with uh, some platforms that offer you that option. Member Vault, is, it's great for that. It mm. doesn't put pressure on you. Um, you, have some, uh, you have a free option there. It's also very interesting how they go about it. Um, but if you already have an audience and you already have your structure and you're just migrating from one platform because you outgrew it to the other one, then just search for the features that you need instead of focusing on the name. Mm -hmm. be, be sure about a couple of things. First, the platform have, uh, does this platform have the features that I need? Second, does it connect well with my other tools that I use? Because sometimes it doesn't. And then it creates more problems for you on the back end of your business than solving them. Um, so just consider these two things, I would say, and then try, try it out. Most of them offer a free trial um, that it's enough for you to get a sense of, okay, I can handle this or not. There are super good, um, excellent, courses out there in many different platforms. And I would say that do not think for one second that the platform is gonna give you the success. No, your course is valuable regardless of the platform. So don't think, don't see that as an objection for you to not put your course out there. Yes, love it. Such a good answer, I'll um, piggyback off that. So yeah, to summarize that, number one, it comes to your budget, right? Like yeah. even if, you know, my experience is that Kajabi is sort of considered the, the best one, right? Um, but Kajabi starts at like 200 US dollars a month, right? So yes. if you're making zero dollars, maybe it's not the best idea for you to invest that straight away, right? Maybe Member Vault, I think is free up to 100 members. I think Thinkific yeah. has a free version for up to three courses as well, you know? Maybe that's your better option because if it's in terms of delivering the course, Let's be honest, it's probably not going to make a freaking difference if it's on nope. Thinkific or if it's on Kajabi. Maybe, nope. you know, one integrates better with the others or has a bit more marketing or, you know, has different colors or whatever it may be, but it's not going to, to make and break. And uh, a story that I can share there is my first course was an ebook, right? It was mm -hmm. literally a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF with unlisted YouTube videos, right? And it got rave reviews. Because yeah. the content on there was, was good. I spent zero dollars on, um, you know, on, on hosting it. Not that I recommend doing it. This is going back about five, six years ago before any of this stuff existed, right? But just to put it into perspective, you know, and, and today you probably still could do a course on Google Drive, right? You do your... You can your absolutely do. Yeah. Do your Zoom video, record it, throw it on Google Drive. Here's folder one with unit one. Watch this video. Here's all your resources, yada, yada, yada. Like yes. if it's a good course you will smoke someone who's got a worse course than you, but has it on Kajabi. So I, yes. I love that you've, um, you've brought that up there. Now, my next question, Mariana, revolves around mentors. Now, you're mm -hmm. obviously a mentor out there for plenty of other um, course creators. 
So my question to you is who have been your mentors? And if you can answer this in a few different ways, you can either mention um, people that you've worked with directly, or it might just be some, some heavy hitters that you follow on social media. And then yes. also some book recommendations as well for online course creators. And it doesn't have to be specific to creating an online course, but anything around that space. Oh, okay. Um, so my close mentor now friend is Maggie Giele. She's a business strategist and a marketing strategist also based here in the Netherlands. Um, we, we have worked together in, in a couple of projects now, and she's just a brilliant, brilliant business owner. Uh, she understands very well the importance of um, teaching skills rather than just information. Mm -hmm. And she helps you create um, a business plan that works for you, which is super important when we are creating course courses. Um, we need to understand the back, back end of it. So, and we need to, um, I think we forget this along the way, but we didn't go into creating courses to be tied up to the computer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we want to free up our time, right? So she's a, a, an inspiration and a mentor um, that I personally work with. Um, and I don't um, have conversations with her because she is a giant and a powerhouse, but Rachel Rogers is a huge inspiration for me. Um, I'm part of her membership and um, she's not just a brilliant business owner. She understands the importance of uh, creating learning journeys for her community. So the way the membership is structured inside is just a joy for my for my learning designer eyes. <laughs> um, and I would say that when you are looking or searching for mentors, it is super important to remember that you are a person before you are a business owner. Mm. So you are a person before you're an online course creator and you have values uh, and you have particular ways of seeing the world. So your mentors should reflect that. Um, don't get caught up in, oh, they have so many million followers. Everybody buys this. I should jump on it. No, no. I, I strongly encourage you to search for people that are aligned with your values and the way you navigate the world. Because otherwise, you're going to end up with a bunch of advice and tips on doing things that you don't want to do. You don't want to follow because they don't feel good for you. Right. So that's, that's my take on mentors. And I don't know. I am very curious. Who would you say are your mentors? My mentors. I've got two. Right. Uh, so I've, I've hired so many business coaches over the years. Right. Um, my, my, in terms of like the, the heavy hitters is Tony Robbins is my biggest. Mm -hmm. Cause I, for that exact reason, I was like, there's so many people out there, you know, who can I pick? And I was like, you know what? I like this guy because he's funny he's successful, you know, he's rich, he's got a good relationship, you know, he's good with his family, you know, he's got a balance, you know what, I, I like him as a person and then as a business person. So that's why I um, like him there. And then the other person is Russell Brunson because I like his sort of relaxed style, you know, I, I like it how he's not up there in a suit, you know, he's not... Um, uh, he's not, hey, you know, work uh, all day, every day from 6 a.m. Till, till 1 a.m. And he's very, hey, he's the easiest way how to do it. And hey, I've done this and I'm not the smartest person. I sort of really relate to that, you know. So mm -hmm. that's why I follow those two people there for that reason. 
Yeah, so you agree, then we're on the same page. Like it's super important to, to look at what's behind the business that they are running. And if you find that that aligns with you, then go for it. Because otherwise, maybe you need to search a little bit further to find someone that actually does. Bang on. And, and I'll piggyback off that as well, because this is one thing that I learned from Tony Robbins as well, where he's like, um, his sort of philosophy is, hey, if there's someone, someone that's done something that you want to do in the way you want to do it, then get them to be your mentor. You know, it's like find them and then essentially, you know, follow what, follow what they do or hire them or, or whatever it may be. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um, what about books, Mariana? Have there been any books that, that you've read and you've changed your life or you recommend any upcoming course creators should read? It's a very good question because um, my own background is not on business. So my favorite books are not about business, but rather understanding psychology and sociology and culture and everything that helps me as a learning designer. But I would say though, that if you're just jumping into this world, which could be overwhelming at times, <laughs> um, about creating courses and finding your place in, in the online business world, I think a, a must should be the big leap. Okay. Um, I haven't read it. Only, get it on yeah, right now. Because it, it, it dives into, um, yeah, a couple, of, a couple of concepts that I think are very important for everyone. Just finding yourself, finding your place, um, and taking that leap um, and, and looking at things from your son of genius rather than uh, what you should be doing. This is, um, um, and, and, and to me, it's very important because like I said, I, I create frameworks with my clients. So we, we do that. We find what makes them unique um, and use that, leverage that to stand out from everyone else. Yes, that's um, Gay Hendricks, is it? Yes. Awesome, on my Amazon list now. Well, um, <laughs> well, hey, Mariana, I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, all right, this Mariana woman, she's cool. You know, I want to <laughs> learn more about her. I want to follow her. Where's the best place we can go to follow you or hear more about you? Instagram. I hang out on Instagram. Um, I love getting to know people on DMs. Feel free to DM me. Um, and whatever it is that I'm up at the moment, uh, whether that is summits or I have workshops or whatever it is, just click on my, um, my profile on, in, on Instagram. That link is going to take you everywhere. Um, but yeah, basically that's it. And, and do feel free to, if you watch this on replay and you have questions about something that we discussed, feel free to reach out and just say, ah, could you clarify on this or great point or I don't agree because of that. I'm open. Uh, I like learning from people. So, and I like helping you. So feel free to do that. Awesome. Well, hey, Mariana, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Or is there anything I forgot to ask you? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? I think we covered a lot. But I would just say this. Um, don't get discouraged by the amount of people jumping online right now. Because there is no one like you. It's just impossible. We are all unique persons. We have all unique experiences in the world. We see the world in a particular way. The world sees us in a particular way. So do not get discouraged thinking, oh, I'm just gonna be another course creator. No, don't do that. That's not an objection that should not stop you. You are unique. 
and your uniqueness deserves a spot in this world. So go ahead and just put it out there. Wow, inspiring. What an end. Thank you very much, Mariana. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.